Welcome to Stay at Home, Mom, with your illustrious host, Leslie Goodgesell, mother to six beautiful daughters, wife to an amazingly hardworking and supportive husband, homeschooler, and homesteader in the making. Join me on this journey, this blessing of what motherhood looks like. wondered what it's like to have a farm and raise children? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that on today's episode of Stay at Home, Mom. Welcome to today's episode of Stay at Home, Mom. Today, I want to talk a little bit about what it's like to hobby farm and parent at the same time. Because we don't just homeschool and parent and hobby farm and try to grow our food and run a business and do all these things, but we try to do all these things with excellence. And it's a little bit crazy. So I've had goats for a while. Granted, we lived in an RV for two years before we had land. We didn't have any animals except for a dog and a cat. But before that, before we decided to sell everything and move into an RV halfway across the country, we actually had dairy goats, we had chickens, we had bunnies at one point, we had dogs and cats, and we did as much as we could to live off the land. One of the things that I really fell in love with was goats. In all of the farming adventures that we had and all of the things that we learned for those six and a half years on that last farm, I absolutely fell in love with dairy goats. How did I fall in love with dairy goats? Well, it went a little something like this. James and I were talking about how one day we didn't really like to have goats, but we had five daughters, just had a newborn baby. We had some medical complications with that last birth. So this, in my mind, is like a far off distant thing that's eventually going to happen in our future. Well, this unfortunate event happens where a woman breaks down on the road in front of her house. My husband, being the amazing, helpful servant that he is, goes out, asks if he can help her, starts up a conversation, finds out they have goats and they are trying to get rid of some goats. Oh, perfect. We want goats, he tells her. <laughs> I come out, try to figure out what's going on with my nursing baby, and I'm told we're getting goats. <laughs> So that's how I was introduced to goats. There are a lot of different breeds of goats out there. We had some French Alpine dairy goats. We had La Mancha Nubian mix. We had Alpine Nubian mix. We had a little bit of everything. So why am I telling you this? Well, because every breed of animal is a little bit different than the other. If you've raised animals at all, you know they're kind of like kids. <laughs> None are exactly the same. They just aren't. They never are. I decided in our two-year hiatus from farming that I was going to research what kind of goats I really wanted to raise on our farm because this is something that I enjoy doing. I enjoy milking goats. I enjoy taking care of them and cuddling with them and spending time with them and people think they stink, but I love it. I like spending time with my goats. I decided I love Nubians because they have those beautiful long ears. They are an absolutely gorgeous breed and I like their temperament. They are very personable, but also they're very large breed. So I decided to go for a mini Nubian, which is, in case you're wondering, because I know inquiring minds want to know, what is a mini Nubian? Well, that is a Nigerian dwarf. 
mixed with a full-bred Nubian. So you get a smaller version of a Nubian. And you get great personalities because Nigerian dwarfs are adorable too. I set out as soon as we got property to purchase some bucklings. I didn't intend to buy bucklings before I bought does. I just found them on this incredible farm that was local to us. And the woman who runs this farm actually raised her goats the way that we do. So she tries to avoid as much grain as possible. She tries to do everything as herbally and holistic as she possibly can on her farm. I was very drawn to her and I was very willing to give her my money in exchange for these beautiful animals. I get these bucklings, they're bottle babies, so we get to feed them bottles and we get to bond with them and they're absolutely amazing. I love everything about them. And then I find a doe with a doling. She's in milk and she has a baby and I got them for an incredible price and they were somewhat local to us as well. So I bring them home probably two months after I got my bucks. We intended to keep them apart for as long as possible. I knew that I was going to breed our oldest doe, who is Penelope, and I was going to wait a year to breed Penny, the doling, because that's, that's the appropriate thing to do as a farmer, is to do what's in the best interest of your animal. And I really believe that in order for an animal to develop fully, you need to give them the proper amount of time. Unfortunately, my does were breaking fence. Typically, a buck will break fence to get to a doe when that doe is in heat. My bucks, I don't know if it's because they're bottle babies, that <laughs> they were totally fine staying in their fence. They were not at all interested in breaking fence. They knew what their boundaries were. They were content. But my does were not as content. And they literally broke almost every fence I put up. They would pull it down. They would tangle themselves up in netting. They would push it down. They wanted to be by the bucks. Well, as would happen, the bucks landed my doe. For sure, I knew my doe was landed. I didn't think that they landed my doling. I didn't think she had cycled. So I really wasn't too concerned about it. About a month ago, I noticed both of my does are looking quite rotund <laughs> and I thought oh are you just eating a lot well I knew Penelope for sure was gonna freshen I knew for sure that she was gonna have some babies but I did not know for sure about Penelope until it was evident it becomes evident when their udder starts to fill and this happened with Penelope who is not quite a year old and I am kicking myself as a goat mom for not protecting her better. But at the same time, I did not know how else to protect her. She broke every single fence I had. Anywho, fast forward. We're watching the girls real close. We make our little maternity ward. We get everything set. We're ready for these babies. And on the 3rd of March of 2023, my Penelope has three babies. And it's so exciting, of course. We had like the worst storm roll through that night. And we wake up in the morning, we go out there and there's these three new kids. We're super excited. And they're all does. They're all dolings, which is a miraculous thing in and of itself. So we're excited. I'm keeping an eye on Penny. And this is how hobby farming goes. You're taking care of your animals. You're doing your thing. You're watching your animals. You think it's safe to leave. So this morning, the girls and I go to the library well, actually, we had run some errands and then we went to the library. We came home to eat lunch. Anna goes outside to check on the babies because they're still very small. So we only let them out of their birthing stall with supervision. She goes out and she comes back and she's like, Mom, um, Penny, um, um, uh, you should come. <laughs> 
So I run out there and we have two new dolings. So I am super excited. I am a little concerned because she is so young. She's a first time mom. She has some serious attachment issues with her mother, who is Penelope. And I was a little worried of how she would do, but she's actually doing really well so far. We are praying that she continues that. But this is how it goes, right? We're not expecting anything significant to happen because we don't see anything happening with her. There are supposed to be these very overt signs and symptoms and things that goes to that make you think, oh, hey, this goat's gonna kid. This goat's gonna freshen in the next, I don't know, 24 hours. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get that kind of a warning. Though this morning, when I went out there to feed them, I was looking at her and I thought, you know, I'm just gonna keep you in here today because I just don't know. You really look like you could freshen any day. <laughs> so I left her in there. This is how it goes. This is my life. I just told my kids to go make dinner and feed the dogs. And now the smoke detector's going off. <laughs> Welcome to the Goody household where chaos is what we excel at. <laughs> and this is life. We have these new dolings. I'm super excited. Not only are we dealing with this. We have an overabundance of roosters. I know in a couple of my episodes before I have mentioned how we have a lot of chickens and we have guineas and sometimes you can hear them crowing in the background. You can hear them pecking on the skirting or a camper and we are having more smoke detector problems. We have all of these roosters and I told my children roosters don't really serve a purpose on a farm unless they have a purpose, right? I bought one rooster for all of these hens I was supposed to have. Supposed to have 30 hens and one rooster and I have 18 hens and seven roosters. <laughs> so we need to downsize a little. <laughs> we have quite a few roosters. And I told my girls, that's what we're going to do. We're going to sell these. We have breed quality roosters. We can sell them. We can make some money. We can get more hens. We have hatched eggs. So I'm super excited that we also hatched five of our own barnyard mix eggs this winter. Our little bantam hen sat on some eggs. She hatched them and I'm pretty sure they're all roosters. Bye. We do a lot of things well, but chickens, I have had like the worst luck with in the last year. I have had so many roosters when they are all supposed to be pullets. They're all supposed to be girls and I'm getting roosters. So we're getting rid of some of our roosters. Hopefully we'll have more laying hens coming in so we can kind of balance things out. We're going to focus our attention on keeping our egg production up. But at the same time, I have a daughter who loves birds and she is actually going to breed lavender Orpingtons. And if you don't know what a lavender Orpington is, I suggest you look it up right now because they're absolutely gorgeous. They're beautiful, beautiful birds. And they are super, they're friendly and kind and gentle and cuddly and I love them. They give me all the happy feels. Taking care of our beautiful goats. My husband has his sheep. We have our cows. Not sure what we're going to do with the cows yet. Crazy thing happened today. Not only did my doe freshen, but as we were outside, my husband and I watching the baby triplets jump around and play. We had a bunch of chickens in there because our chickens currently free range. We are in the process of putting up their chicken netting to keep them in a somewhat contained area so they don't eat my garden once I plant it. Currently, they are just free range over our entire 10 acres and 
the seven acres of the neighbor on the one side and the four acres of the neighbor on the other side. For standing out there, all of a sudden, I'm facing the babies. James has his back to the yard looking out at his sheep and we hear this massive ruckus and we're like, what is happening? And I turn around and there are chickens and guineas running at me. <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> there were so many chickens running at me. One chicken literally like ran into me, tried to jump through Penny's gate to get into her stall. And I'm like, what is happening? And James looks at me and said, did you see that hawk? A hawk came down while we were standing in the yard with all of the animals. And it tried to pick up one of my chickens, left this huge feather mess. So we pick her up and we're inspecting her. She's good. She's totally fine. Other than she's probably scared half to death. She didn't lay an egg. So, I mean, <laughs> she's okay. She's here. She's good. But that was nuts to have a hawk just come down. And James like heard it and turned around and saw the hawk and chased after. And that's when all the chickens came running at me. So I turned around and I didn't even know what was going on. And so he's like, did you see it? Did you see the hawk? No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I was looking at the babies. <laughs> like way more into these babies right now than that chicken. <laughs> This is the life of homesteading. How do we balance that with everything else? Now that you know what we do with our goats and everything, typically I homeschool my kids. And I'm going to talk about this on another episode, uh, why we homeschool, how we homeschool, and what it looks like. And this is kind of a little insight into it. Today is typically a homeschool day. We go to our co-op on Tuesdays and Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we do school at home. Today, how much school do you think got done? knowing that we went to the library, we ran some errands, and we came home for lunch, which is usually the time that we're finished with our schoolwork, to newborn dolings. Well, I'm going to tell you, zero formal book work was done. But what did my kids learn today? We talked about the birthing process because when we got here, both dolings were born, but there's the whole process of passing the afterbirth and everything. So my children were out there to experience this. That's not something I ever experienced as a child. So our homeschool didn't look like book work and papers and reading lessons today. It looked like real life. It looked like serving others and taking care of our animals in our farm. And I was okay with that. I was totally content knowing that my children had this incredible life experience where we welcomed these beautiful new babies. They got to see how a young doe transitioned from being the baby to being the mom. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing to experience and witness. So I'm hoping that with her transitioning from being the baby to being the mom, that maybe she'll mellow out a little bit. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Now I have five dolings. I went from four goats to nine goats in a matter of 10 days, and I feel so blessed. Oh, one of the things I was going to talk about is how we take care of our animals. We take care of our animals in a way that we believe most honors how they were created by our creator. I use all herbal supplements for my goats just like I do for my family. I actually use the same exact tinctures and the same exact herbal blends for my goats that I use for us as human beings. It's actually the same brand in everything. <laughs> nothing's different. I know some people are like, well, that doesn't make sense because we're totally different species. There's no way that the same things can help both, but there is. 
And we, my husband actually treats his sheep and his cows the same. And we do with our chickens as well. Our chickens, our bunnies, our dogs. Everybody kind of gets the same stuff. If you are interested in knowing exactly what herbal remedies and stuff I use, you can go ahead, ask any questions you want. I'd be happy to share. I don't want to bore everybody with it, but I do want to tell you that we are very cautious of the things that we use. I locally source all of our alfalfa hay from a great farmer who I know does everything with integrity. I make my own milking blend for my goats that has non-GMO corn, whole oats, alfalfa pellets, and black oil sunflower seeds. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I put in there. I don't typically put anything else in it because I give them their herbal blend stuff and I give them kelp because we get an organic loose mineral for them so they can eat it as they want it. But I notice that they don't eat it unless I add extra kelp to it. They really, really, really like the kelp and it's great for them. Those are some of the things that we do to naturally take care of our animals to make sure that they're as healthy as they can possibly be. Part of the reason we do that is because we fully believe that we are stewards of everything that we are given. Whether we are given children, whether we are given animals, whether we're given money, whether we're given homes or vehicles or whatever it is that we are given, James and I, as a family, believe that it is our job to be a good steward of that, to do our best to maintain things And be thankful and grateful for everything that comes to us. A scripture that our family has focused on this year has been Deuteronomy 28. And we have been reading verses 1 through 14, which talks about the blessings of Yahweh and how how we follow his commands and entrust him, right? As long as we don't stray from that straight and narrow path that he set before us, those blessings are there for us. But when we step outside of that, we are stepping outside of his grace. We're stepping outside of his protection. So we don't receive the fullness of his blessings for our life. Chapter 28, verse 4 says, blessed is the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your livestock, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. And this is what we have prayed over our animals all year. I am so thankful to Yahweh for fulfilling his promise to our family to take care of our livestock and our cattle and their offspring because we have been extremely blessed and extremely fortunate. And I don't want to take that for granted. I give him all of the credit for his provision in our lives, whether it be the food that we have on our table or the animals that we have on our farm. He is absolutely the one who orchestrates and sets our path. He is the one who leads us in all things. And we lean on his word for his truth and his understanding and knowing who he is. With all of that said... (laughs) I just wanted to share a little bit with you today about what we're experiencing on our homestead and our farm life, what it looks like, why some days don't always go as I plan, why it's a little bit of an organized chaos and sometimes just straight up chaos. But it's a beautiful, beautiful gift that we have. It is a beautiful life that we have been given and an honor to be parents to these children I would not trade motherhood for anything. I feel so honored and so humbled that I would be chosen to be the mother of these girls. I feel so blessed that he looked at me and called me worthy to be able to live the life that I'm living because I absolutely love it. Even on the days that are hard and the days when I want to give up and the days where we're all screaming like, what is happening in this family? What is happening? 
There's always a way to get back to his peace. And like I said in one of my first episodes, I set the thermostat for my household. And I'm going to tell you, I fail a lot. That thermostat a lot of the time is either really, really, really cold or it's really, really, really hot. I'm super thankful that I have very, I'm sorry, I just got distracted because my male goats just jumped the fence. Uh, uh, uh. I'm really, really thankful that I have forgiving children and a husband and a savior who allows me the opportunity to recognize my shortcomings, to come before him, to ask forgiveness and to receive that forgiveness. There are many things in this world that we aren't going to get right. We just don't have all the answers. You don't always make the right choice. But knowing that there is a way of redemption is so relieving. I pray that you have that. I pray that you sense that and you feel that. I also pray that you are embracing your motherhood, however that looks for you, whether you're hobby farming and raising animals with your kids, whether you're working full time and trying to figure out how to juggle being a mom and working, whether you're staying at home and just focusing on your children, however that looks to you, I pray that you are embracing it and you are loving it and you are building your home with your two hands, with your words, with your prayer, with your perspective, with your joy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful journey of hobby farming, homesteading, and raising my family. I pray that you were blessed to hear about some of the chaos we're experiencing. Pray that you will join us again next week. Don't forget to check out our affiliate link with Rejuva Minerals for all of your cosmetic needs. They are US-based. We absolutely love them. I've used them for over 12 years and have had great results. I would not go anywhere else. And also check out our Goody Gabbings page on YouTube and that's goodies with an apostrophe Gabbings to see what's happening on our farm. Assuming my husband's gonna actually post a video. <laughs> Thanks again. We will see you next week. Have a blessed day and enjoy your family. Bye.